0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Manga Recap. It is April the 5th of 2023, and I'm Nick, joined by Quinn. Festive Quinn, a festive vitamin C Quinn.
1: Here. Uh, I just feel like people should make sure they're having all of their whatever vitamin you get. C, I think. That's why the song was yes. named, uh, or the artist was named it. Yeah, your vitamin C. By eating all your limes and oranges and lemons and whatever the purple one is, grapefruit? I don't know. What am I? I Scientist? I don't know. (laughs) It's just a very fun shirt, and I was wearing a Foo Fighter shirt underneath, and then I was like, "Let's let's layer it up with something fun for the cooking manga we're going to be talking about." Except it's right. It's really more of a love story, Nick.
0: Uh, It is. Uh, It's a it's a love story by way of cooking, Uh uh, which uh, I trust me, I fully understand is one of the ways that people do tend to express, uh, love for the people uh-huh. that they care about. And it's very sweet. Uh, and that is fully exemplified uh, by this manga, which is, she loves to cook and she loves to eat. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, uh, known by uh, a different name in Japanese, like something, something like that. I haven't memorized it. Uh, but uh, it is by an artist named Sakaomi Yuzaki. Uh, she started this series essentially like the, the way that like a lot of these uh, kind of uh, upstart, I guess you could call them, directed more towards uh, older audiences. Uh, slice of Life is the kind of uh, series startup, which is by just kind of posting some stuff online on social media, on uh, pics of the image sharing s- service. And uh, it got popular, uh, it got picked up for publishing, and uh, now uh, Kadokawa Shoten uh, publishes it as a full series, uh, several volumes of it have uh, come out, and some of them are in English, available through Yen Press, and also there is was a live-action drama based on the series that uh, aired uh, just this past uh, winter. Wow. Uh, yeah, v- which moved very quickly. Like, I was going to say, a series series... that series... <laughs> three years ago as i was gonna say like, i don't think it, the series
1: is that far ahead like we have two volumes that are out digitally uh, translated and i don't think there's mm-hmm. too many more beyond that currently
0: it's not a particularly tenured series the current incarnation of it is uh, just over two years old uh so yeah i was i was surprised as well when i found out about this like, oh okay well, live action series based on it so yeah uh, as to what the series is about, yes, it is about cooking, but it's also uh, largely just about the women, the two primary uh, female characters of the series. Uh, oh, gosh. I have Kos- been trying to Ko- remember.
1: Kosuga is the one who likes Kosuka. to eat. And yes. uh, Na- Na- Namoto Na- is the Nemo- one who likes to cook.
0: Yes. And uh, so the, the two of them uh, you know, are w- women who live uh, by themselves in the same apartment building in fact they live uh two doors down from each other on the same in the same hallway and uh basically at one point uh Nimino realizes that uh Koota is uh, a big eater because she comes home with like six kfc buckets and it's just like yeah i'm just gonna eat all these uh which you do you i was gonna say that
1: is <laughs> a lot like i know the gimmick is that she loves deep but i'm like that is a lot. <laughs> an unfathomable, <laughs> unfathomable amount to eat. That's, that's a lot of chicken. A whole even bucket if, of KFC alone, I feel like, is a lot. Uh, six yeah, of e- them.
0: Even if we assume that there is less salt in the Japanese version of KFC, that's just a lot of food. Uh, and... Uh, so meanwhile, Nemono has been kind of like trying to uh, get more into her hobby of cooking, which she likes to do, but she doesn't have really anyone to share her the meals that she prepares with. Uh, so she kind of has to limit to herself to just making like portions for herself and maybe occasionally like something that she can do with like a prep meals. Then she'll, you know, put a, most of it away over some time. She can't prepare, you know, like a nice big proportion thing or like you know something that requires that you make enough food for like four or five people or something like that uh so then uh one day when she's at work uh while someone is commenting on the fact that she you know brings her own meals uh from home they're like oh look at you you know you, you you're a you're good at your job and also and you're also good at cooking you're gonna get yourself a good man someday and uh she does not like that because it diminishes uh something that she loves uh as just something that she can do for a guy Mm -hmm. uh as opposed to something she wants to do just for her own self-fulfillment and enjoyment so uh she goes into a trance and makes too much food in order to basically uh cope with the emotions that she's feeling in that moment and when she realizes white shit i've made too much food what am i going to do with all this she goes to visit her neighbor and says hey do you want to have dinner with me and eat all this food that i made and is like yeah okay let's do it <laughs> uh
1: it is a series with uh just basically two principal characters there are like background characters that show up a lot but it is ultimately just about these two And uh, it is, you know, this like sweet little slice of life sort of slight romance It eventually becomes more and more explicit with the fact that it's like these are these are what these two are. Uh, Which I know is something that's greatly appreciated. I know Brawler in our discord was lamenting recently having read another series that had this kind of thing like two gal pals hanging out together and then like time skip at the end they both found husbands. You're like eat shit nerd. This manga (laughs) in the second volume kind of explicitly puts on front street that uh, they both have feelings for one another, including like a chapter that's giving a a content advisory warning at the start. Yeah. Uh, It's thankfully not like too bad. I mean, if it has some, some language you may not enjoy uh, if you're uh, a lesbian, but uh, it basically involves Naboto typing into the computer, like lesbians question mark.
0: And it's, yeah, it's about, you know, her kind of, realization that she's gay uh-huh. uh because she understands it like you know some of the stuff that I'm feeling the my 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 female friends that I hang out with don't seem like they're having the same feelings so is there like something wrong with me and uh, as she gets into it i i I love that chapter yeah. like, it's it's a tremendous, it's tremendously sad and then incredibly happy. It's, it's such a journey in, su- in such a short period of time. Uh, but it's about the moment when she kind of you know, had that realization of like, Oh, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm gay. Cause she starts just like Googling stuff and she looks up like, what is it like when you have like romantic feelings for your friends? And they you know, you go Google results tell her it's like, Oh, maybe, maybe, you know, this might be a sign that you're gay. And she's just, like, lesbians and google goes oh hot lesbian action <laughs> yeah. she,
1: she typed it into a uh an engine that immediately sent her to the wrong place she's like all right no more duck duck go for this I, sometimes i do need a safe search filter on uh
0: and but then it shows that like ridiculous dichotomy that ridiculous uh set of st- conflicting standards that people yeah. have of like oh wow you know that like girl on girl that's so high. is like what women who love each other Pfft, oh that's so weird and it, it's just very blunt with the way that it portrays that and then how it portrays her reaction to that of like this it, the world is essentially telling her that the way that she feels is wrong uh and it's sh- she it is she's like re experiencing this memory as a dream. And in the dream, she's like melting as she experiences this, she just loses all foundation. But then she comes to realize that although the world might tell her that it's wrong for her to feel that way, it doesn't matter because she realizes that like, she wants to be with this woman who has come to mean a lot to her. And it's incredibly sweet. And, uh, inspiring really that you know just having that relationship is so strong for her. Yeah. Um uh, go uh, ahead. So, please.
1: Um there's uh, like I, I wanna I guess touch on that similar element before eventually just uh moving into <laughs> talking about how many how many things I love about the series. But the series does it is mostly a lighthearted, funny silly uh cute series but it does have these times where it does not shy away from pointing out that there's like a lot of just like misogyny and yeah. expectations placed on women that surround them and it like it's not like heavy it's like you're like oh i'm gonna like sit here in a depression but like it doesn't move away like uh, an early chapter kosuka goes to uh, a restaurant uh is served a small portion of rice and then see someone next to her or have ordered the exact same thing get a larger portion and she has to like correct the cook and be like i want the standard portion and it's a sweet thing later because they go back to the restaurant later and the they they've they, learned they've now explicitly asked when you order it what size you want and the 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 cook like recognizes her and gives like a smile so it's like sweet like that but there's there's a lot of little moments like that that is is really really um nice to give like a bit of levity to the series. I believe the mangaka is uh, very sort of active in mm-hmm. uh, queer rights in Japan, uh, and there are uh, some focuses they made like, I think one of them, they like sold merchandise and exclusively went towards like a, a group that's trying to get same-sex <laughs> to legalized. Get,
0: mm-hmm. so. Which it still <laughs> has not been in Japan. It's It's it seems like it's heading in that direction, but it's still like you know, it's kind of weird that this hasn't happened yet over there. But then again, I'm American. I've got no right to judge. <laughs> I was going to say, we might be the other
1: shit passing each other in night. Too, so Pretty let's, much. Let's, let's hope not. Um, but like at its core, this series is so fucking cute. These two are goddamn adorable because Kosuga is she just loves to eat. Like it's it's quite literally in the title. She's so happy to just eat. There's nothing she doesn't want to eat. There's, like, an early chapter being like, oh, do you like sweets? What about that? And she's like, I'll eat anything. Sweet, sour, bitter, whatever. I'll eat it. And it. it's, yeah, and it's, there's, like, such a cute charm to it, especially when you find out, like, her backstory later on and where she came for why she sort of made the decision she has. It's all because she really fucking loves to eat, and it's so charming knowing what this, this girl is now doing for her, like, cooking her meals yeah. every day. It is, like, her dream come true and namoto's just so goddamn adorable she she wants to like make her cute little food and post it on her instagram or, or her twitter or whatever the allegories to it are and she's you know it's just like great energy one of them is cutesy and over the top the other one like it's like a bonus chapter piece that's like this is what uh namoto's uh social media icons are and then it's like Kosako doesn't have any. (laughs) Like, (laughs) there's no icon for her, and it's just like I love these two together. They're perfect. I want, I want to watch them do everything.
0: Yeah, I I love the way that their energies are so different from each other, and yet they complement each other. And they're clearly just like very nice and supportive of each other. I, I don't want to. Sound like that, you know, that that meme of the the naive old person who looks at two girls having a good girl time and being like, oh, they seem like nice friends. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but honestly, like the fact that you see their friendship develop before it gets into the explicit romantic stuff, their friendship is very strong and sweet. Yes. Uh, just the way that they are just there for each other and they understand each other the way that uh, Nemo kind of has these like insecurities of like, am I just like bothering you? Am I like, do you think I'm like a crazy person who's force feeding you kind of thing? Koska's like, no, no, I love everything that you do. Keep on doing it. Let me pay f- for the groceries you spend. Like, no, no, this is like some sort of weird thing I'm doing. So don't do that. Like, no, you're, you're feeding me. Let yeah. me pay for the, for the food that you're feeding. me. <laughs> so, um, Just this very, Like, no-nonsense approach, and and then this very, you know, emotional approach, uh, but they also still bring each other up. It's not as if one of them is the one in control or anything like that. So one of them has everything together and the other doesn't. Uh, And then as time goes by, you start to see that, you know, even though their relationship is founded on the fact that they eat meals together a lot, they kind of get to a point where they're like, oh, it would be nice if we could just, like, spend time together without having to like plan meals around it and just like this stuff together. Do you want to like go somewhere together with that doesn't have to do with eating? They're like, okay, yeah, let's, you know, let's go to the market together and just go shopping. They keep
1: keep it adjacent. Like, so it's like, oh, I I know a place where I can get great groceries at like a farmer's market. Let's go there. But it does just become a way. Like I think, uh, Kosaka mentions afterwards, like, huh i wouldn't have thought to actually take like yeah. the scenic beach route if i wasn't with her before i've never taken that way to go to this place before uh and it's just like a very cute way that like seeing them both kind of slowly start to realize they just love to spend time with each other um there's like a chapter where like they're they're getting ice cream and at the end of it goes just like i am having such a good time can we <laughs> spend more time together and i'm like this is so goddamn adorable it should be illegal
0: uh, and a lot of the series is just them geeking out over food stuff yeah. together like just getting like oh i like you know making this rice maker thing in order to make these kind of these kind of cakes and stuff and, oh you oh and they just you know have little parties together they have like a pot sticker party where they just like make pot stickers together yeah. for hours and hours and then eat and they're like all right let's make more and they make more yeah and
1: it's- they're so excited like they'll be like we just finished something let's make jammy fruit sandwiches now and like you're just like yeah fucking and like for me, I'm popping every single time. Like, yeah, jammy fruit sandwiches. <laughs> like I'm just so <laughs> excited for them to make something else and like hang out together. Like I I, I truly am just so excited. They, they they're so fucking adorable uh next to each other that I it's it's just like a precious energy I wanna like I wanna like bottle. And like use like smelling salts whenever I'm sad. <laughs> Just like open the bottle and get these cute little lesbians and their their cooking <laughs> romance into my nose, and I'm like, ah, the day is It can still be one.
0: Yeah, it's it's very great. Uh I would will say that uh yes, there are the you know a couple of times when it does get kinda of real, but I personally I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that it doesn't shy away from those topics when dealing with the fact that, hey, this is a series where which is about, you know, two women who are very clearly falling in love with each other. Uh, And, you know, it's very explicit on one end, and then Koska, because you don't get in her head as much, it's not quite as explicit, but she's feeling the same way.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We we do get to get into her mind more as the series goes along, too, as well.
0: Uh, And so it's like kind of everything that I would want from this. There's a lot of very cute stuff and there's enough in it to, you know, challenge you when you need a little bit of that. And also on top of all of that, like the freaking creator walk, walks the walk too, uh, in terms of, you know, what they're trying to, you know, put, do with the newfound little bit of fame that they've gotten from this. Yeah. So, aces you know 10 out of 10 i, <laughs> I love this <laughs>
1: yeah i absolutely agree i really really enjoyed this one i'm going to keep collecting the volumes as they come out uh as mentioned there's two volumes out through Yen press uh third one has not had a date announced it probably won't be out for a while that the second volume only just came out like two weeks ago so i would probably expect it not the third volume did not probably hit shelves until, like, maybe summer or something like that. Um, but this is just such a good series. Like, Nick, can we read more Josai? Can we just read more, like, adult women having no, romances? No, I've heard- I, Can I, like, hold on. I I've
0: read just- some bad Josais, Quinn. Uh- <laughs> okay, that's
1: it. Maybe we not did all of them. But I, I, I guess this is something I do want to stress. We read a lot of, like, cute romances. It's always fucking teenagers. It's always these it fucking is. kids. It is so nice reading, like, adults who just know how to like and them just being cute together like i don't know it's it was definitely like a, a refreshing thing but yeah uh this is a great series uh i highly recommend it if any of this sounded interesting to you go check it out this is, this is yeah. super fun
0: oh one last little note i love the fact that this series features a woman who is of larger stature and in no way does it ever make out that like oh it's you know funny that she's or gross or whatever that she that she's that she's big yeah she's a big girl and she loves to eat and she's delightful to be around and really cool and that's just kind of end of sentence so uh, you know just an extra little cherry on top there great so now, we do have a lot of manga to talk about.
1: This. Yeah, uh, we talked about our favorite thing. Now we got to talk about like 13 series or something like that.
0: I don't remember, but it's a lot. Uh, Yeah. Spoilers. I don't think I enjoyed anything this week quite as much as I did.
1: <laughs> I wish you covered. had stopped right there. I wish you'd be like, I didn't like anything this week. Anyway, My Hero Academia.
0: <laughs> My Hero. Chapter number 384. It's a small world. It's, I don't even have it in me to go all the way with that. Uh so they hey, Shinzo uses brainwashing. When you're
1: feeling sad, just think of those delightful lesbians again.
0: Okay. Alright, that helped a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's a small world. Shinzo's got Gigantamachia under brainwashing. Woo! Uh Hawk says, Oh, but uh this is this is a gamble though, because Mallee is providing the best support she can, but I don't know. Uh, he could he could steal back control because, uh, you know, if Shinzo gets jostled even a little bit, then that means that uh, he'll lose control of Gigantomachia and that'll be bad. But, uh, something unexpected happens, which is that Gigantomachia decides to, I don't know, call one out on being a bad friend, basically. <laughs> and he's just like, I've been looking for you, my, my master! Why'd you leave me behind? And, uh, alex is like wait a minute shinso can't use his ability to force someone to speak what's going on here and uh gigantamaki's like oh well i just don't didn't get to see you when you were gone and and my replacement master had your scent in your voice and i could tell i knew it was you and i i waited for you all this time but you abandoned me and ran away and it's like oh yeah, Alpha One's just a bad person who doesn't care about his underlings in any way. And Gantamaki is like a loyal dog who feels like he's been spurned. So he's working out a few angers, and Shinzo is kinda of just like eh, nudging him a little bit with his brainwashing in order to kinda of go ape shit on him. Uh and uh Shinzo says, Yeah, I've often been told my ability seems villainous, but my core can't control a person's heart. So yes. Oh. Uh, so the three big things, Gigantomachia, Mount Lady, and Dark Shadow, keep on going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, just punching all for one, repeatedly. And, uh... I don't know, can we can we stop covering the chapter now? Can we, <laughs> are we done?
1: <laughs> Nick, we have to get to the exciting thing when these two people who, like, met Deku 45 fucking months ago are going to be back in the story.
0: Alright, so... <sighs> Nick! What about those helicopters from last week? <laughs> So the reason we got to see helicopters last time is because there are news reporters and cameramen in the helicopters, and
1: they- Nick, are... I think we need to pick this energy up. There's news reporters <laughs> in the helicopters. One of them knows Deku from a real long time ago. There's oh, like... and
0: one of them got mad at Endeavor and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and Hawks and Best Genus when they did their big public apology thing remember her remember remember oh, the angry journalist wow nick yeah. wow. these people
1: everyone's going to show up everybody this is like smash brothers everyone got their little envelope and you're like i guess it's cool if fucking strider from, from the shinobi games or whatever shows up
0: like cool beans i guess I mean, I guess it's kind of interesting that we've got, like, five different Toad variations in the game. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's super cool Toadette's going to be in this game, but, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Please toad that's like an that's like you know an A tier toad right there no i'm talking about like not even toadsworth i'm talking about like the explorer toad guy that those mini games were done about in super mario galaxy we have got to have that toad oh. we've got to have 90s cartoon toad yeah you guys getting excited for that
1: all of our favorite characters are here nick they're all showing up one by one uh, and and by one And by one, and by one, it just keeps going because everyone has to be here.
0: So there they saw stuff was going on because Labrava is streaming Gentle being cool. Uh, And so they decided to rush to the scene to cover everything because we've got to have three different established (laughs) outlets for how the world can Witness this massive event. I've so got four. We've got, right? the, students, we've got yeah. the students. We've got the students. We've got the, the, these reporters, and we've got La Brava's gentle stream. Is there another one? Oh, I was going to say, aren't there two different versions
1: of reporters covering this story? The one who saw Deku all that time, like, back at the sports festival or whatever, and then the one who saw uh, Endeavor? Like, aren't those two different, like, there's two different, two different helicopters? Uh, there's two different
0: news organizations. I guess you're right, yes. So it's... it's so it's, four it's, different ones! It's going to set them all up!
1: <laughs> well, one of the uh, one of them has a camera pointed firmly on gentle. Which that, uh, hey, I'm all for. It, you know, back when like Brett Favre joined the Minnesota Vi- Minnesota, Vi- uh, Minnesota 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 Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, and there was a Favre cam that you could access that just followed him fucking everywhere. Uh, oh, I want that. Those gentle. tax
0: documents on the ground right there.
1: <laughs> ah, don't you look at those. <laughs> what about that phone? It looks like it has maybe a nude picture on it. Nope, don't look at that either. <laughs> just a simple country boy i never did nothing wrong <laughs> i've never committed a crime in my life at this point in time mm, no the jets were before this so i had yes, they were <laughs> <laughs> but i'll never commit a crime again unless, oh, I, well, uh, unless i make a lot of money by doing so
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy
1: Remember all no, them no. touchdowns I threw? I threw like. Yeah, I remember. Remember I threw like seven after my dad died or some shit like that. You gotta feel yeah. bad for me now. Hey, remember
0: all those stupid interceptions you threw too? Nope, don't remember those. Don't remember those.
1: <laughs> I Oops. think I won a ring, didn't I? That's all I needed.
0: You did. There you, you go. Did. Yes. Uh. S- <laughs> The point is of all of, of this is that because all these these organizations are making sure to broadcast this story now the world can witness what is going on. And I mean the world it's not just Japan, it's people who are around the world are going to get to see that Japan is still struggling against this huge villainous force. The story is not over yet and we get to see in this massive two-page spread all these different shots of people watching stuff on TV and on their phones. Also the president is there uh just Aww. witnessing events and so oh well, if these people see what's going on maybe they'll eventually start to try and lend their support and actually do something uh but uh you know we'll see yeah we spent ha- half a chapter on that uh <laughs> more than half a chapter like 12 pages like i just i i understand that it's Going to be important to the overall context of certain events that unfold, but that th- this is the boring part of the story suddenly thrown into a giant action scene, uh, and it's involving characters that I have no reason to care about. So, I, I, what, I will, do you, what can you do? I,
1: I will say, uh, I agree with you. This is a step a little bit beyond <laughs> where I'm willing to like have patience for the pacing here. Uh I I tend to think of stories a little bit more like in volume form and like I'm thinking of like what this volume of my Hair Academia would be like and it's basically just like it, it's like the the raw after WrestleMania. It's just like seven returns and then a non-finish and you're just like fuck man, can I please get some kind of conclusion to anything here? <laughs>
0: A typical Raw of WrestleMania, though. Not like the one that we had this time.
1: I, I, I'm hearing not great things about it.
0: It's not good. <laughs> People are just, just like, wow, this is boring. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, I, I'm i done with that. Uh, if, if, if we can move on to Undead Undead. That's what I'm calling yeah. it now.
1: Undead Undead. Uh, Undead Undead. Yeah. yeah, Nick, let's talk about Undead Undead. Uh, number 153, Fair Play. So yeah, Foucault won, one. Nick, she, she shot yeah. him and Billy's like, ha ha, I lost. And she's like, I didn't think it would be that easy. Wait, did he copy on draw? How is that possible? And then she realized like, wait, does that mean your ability has changed? This is crazy. This is great. Now you won't need to betray us. This is amazing. And it just, you know, you get a little dairy shit, just like unfair's conditions changed as a result of meeting Foucault and the others. So, Fuku's just like, I'm going to ask you again. Will you be part of our team? And Billy says uh, he's trying to respond, but the unluck is actually really bad. And now Disc is hurtling towards Nico uh, because Nico's the one who touched the skin contact. So it's just going to come towards him. And he's like, Everyone has to get away from me because everyone else will die. Don't worry. It's, it's fine. I'll, like Get away from me. The rest of you will survive. It'll be okay. Because Gina is trying on change and it's it's not working. This thing is pushing past through it, uh, which wasn't how I understood change working. But, uh, you know, got to shift it around a little bit. Uh, Fuko is is really nervous because sh- this is not what she wanted. She wanted the perfect run. She's like, no, I have done everything to save people. It's like leaving someone behind. I can't. Uh, but then <laughs> – We get Creed who says, what are you doing on the verge of tears? You're decreasing decreasing morale. He had to get it in there. He had to squeeze it in as he.
0: Decrease uh, the number of tears coming from your eyes. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I wish he had said that. (laughs) Decrease the amount of unhappiness you're feeling right now. Um he, he pulls out like he has like a sniper rifle that he's like shooting at this thing to try to like, I mean, it's adorable. He's helping. But I, I'm like, what, what are you doing with this? What's this really going to do, man? Uh, what are you
0: doing? What are you doing? sir
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think shooting the disc is going to help as much as you think it is. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, hey, Fuko. You help save my men. Now it's our turn to do the same. Give the order. And, like, everyone from the group's like, yeah, give the order. So Fuko pauses, just sort of thanks everyone mentally, and it's like, alright, pay you deploy it in barrier. Use undraw to make sure the trees can't uproot. Basically, like, everybody use your powers together to keep this disc from moving. Uh, but it's still not working. Even with all their abilities sort of, you know, being used in conjunction with this, it's not working. Uh, but... Uh, who should pop in, but Billy, who says, no one above, no one below, fair and square, huh? You're a good team that supports one another. You should let us join the party, boss, as Untel is using his abilities, and Billy is copying Untel as well to also use them. Uh, and their abilities are kind of, uh, causing the disc to not move as much. Again, which I'm still not entirely positive how until stops things from happening. Um it
0: hasn't really been established yet, no.
1: I think it has been to a certain degree, if you remember everything he did back in the previous loop, but I don't. And I'm sorry. I know someone's tried to explain this to me in comments before, but I am such a dumb baby, and I apologize. Uh, but they're like, look, this isn't going very well. Um, you know... It's not working. Achika is like, shut up, because Nico's like, you know, it's fine. Just leave me behind. I don't want anyone else to have to like suffer from this. But Achika's like, listen to orders, damn it! And she punches really, really hard. Uh, after uh, spending a lot of time being used as a soul, and she manages to punch Nico's soul out of his body. And Fuku's like, oh my god, wait, no, this is it. This is it. Everyone, run yep. away! Everyone, get on the cloud! Run away! nico's like what do you mean and just like we was like stay right there and the disc is just gonna crush his soul but that's fine because his soul can't be crushed by it it's like yes the physical right. stroke of unluck was centered on his soul that's how my ability works so we'll just let it crush his soul and then his soul will be fine uh, yeah it works uh you know disc is destroyed uh, and there's a bunch of explosions, but then they find like, oh shit! Remember landed here? Like that was the whole reason we were here to begin with. And every everything kind of worked out. And you know, Billy and Creed are just laughing. They're like, holy shit! You didn't just stop the war; you destroyed the whole goddamn island. <laughs> uh, and they're like, yeah, this this kind of all all works for it. Uh, Fuko thanks them um, for their backup, and like, what do you mean? Uh, that was that was just teamwork. We're a team, right? So it's like, oh, all of them have joined up. So it's like, all right, what's our next plan, boss? And Foucault points to the night sky and says, SPACE! We're going to save little
0: Phil. We're going to go to the one place that has not been corrupted by capitalism. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is a wild chapter. Uh, I think that the weirdest part for me was learning that, oh... All that stuff involving disc and unlock in the previous chapter was purely an accident. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, it's a little silly. It really was just like, yeah, I just really wanted to like set my feet on the table.
0: Yeah, that's why, that's why I had to show feet. Come on, guys, don't make it weird. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but it was really satisfying to see just this nice big... You know, hurrah moment of everyone working together, uh, and also just you know, continuing to put to show like uh, Nico and Ichigo caring more for each other as time goes by, uh, despite the fact that they keep on butting heads whenever they have you know the sense to maintain that uh, appearance. Um, and and yeah, it's just a great way to close out the chapter of <laughs> just saying, We're going to space,
1: <laughs> and Nick. <laughs> To save Phil, finally, is. three years into this story, we'll find out what Unfeel's fucking story is about.
0: Yep, I guess we will.
1: Yeah, but it's cool. There's a whole bunch of characters. Everyone got a chance to look super cool. Good stuff. I really, really, really
0: enjoyed it. It was nice. So speaking of nice things, uh, (laughs) let's talk about Chainsaw Man. chapter 125 apple thief uh you might be wondering what the hell's with that chapter title don't you worry my friend we will get to it. <laughs> uh we start with the falling devil just casually walking down the street chopping bits of people's faces off uh, including eyes and ears and just gathering them up uh in a bag uh she's and grocery
1: when- shopping
0: yeah, you know, don't, it's not weird. She's just take, no. she's just harvesting living people's body parts while they are walking while she's walking past them. Come on. Then she just goes to a supermarket because she needs to get like some more typical supermarket ingredients. So she's looking at some apples, and then she looks at the person who is manning the store, who is of course stuck to the ceiling, and says, "Do you have an apple variety that pairs well with human flesh?" And uh, the person just says, I'm sorry. And she says, "Ah, it's okay. Unless you attack me first, I mean you no harm. Now about those apples. She's very, very focused on her business. Uh, So seemingly, she has literally not a care in the world for anyone that has nothing to do with the dish that she is trying to prepare, a.k.a. the mission she is trying to uh, complete. So uh, she goes outside and then she stops and goes, oh, silly me. The recipe for the sauce called for a man's head. She looks around and she says, excuse me, could somebody spare me? one?" <laughs> <laughs> I know you're all, you're all jumping at the chance to give me one of your heads. I just need one head. <laughs>
1: yeah. If you all could be so kind.
0: Uh, more devil hunters, uh, on the scene attack her this this time just blasting her with sniper rifles blowing holes all through her body uh, a bunch of guts come spraying out her body falls into pieces and guts and limbs everywhere and for whatever reason the guy who gave the issue the command for them to shoot her up was like alright cease fire it's like no <laughs> well, <laughs> burn the body <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, nobody's there, I guess, to immediately do it, uh, and uh, maybe they just don't realize this is a primal devil, or primal fear devil, so they're just how like...
0: terrifyingly powerful she is. Yeah, so, yeah she, we kill her the same way we do, like, you know, schmucky yeah. devils. The
1: tomato devil died the same way last week, how tough could she be?
0: Come on. Uh, so, the uh, falling devil just regenerates, uh, and picks her head back up in her hands, uh, and says, it's impossible to kill me with any means of attack humanity presently possesses. Hmm. Then she says, I would prefer to avoid meaningless slaughter. Won't someone spare me a head? I just need one of your heads. <laughs> so she gets shot apart again by the snipers and literally sighs and makes the entire building collapse. By doing something in the blink it of an eye. It just makes
1: it all fall, just it it all starts crumbling
0: upwards. Uh, uh, and the cars are starting to, to fall upwards too. So this, of course, dislodges one of the snipers from his perch and he goes, Ah, and she cuts his head off. And thank you. Uh so she's like, Alright, now I have to do all I have to do is make Asamitaka fall, and the dish will be complete. So she specifically needs to wants to use her ability that way
1: we get a great moment though
0: a fantastic moment yeah
1: because then chainsaw it's like Vroom! she's like i like how she
0: pronounces it out loud <laughs> uh and she gets chainsawed through the back as denji goes just tearing straight through her without stopping and he looks upon This act of wanton slaughter and destruction she has committed and says, you stole those apples, apple thief. (laughs) What
1: is the funnier takeaway from this? That he saw all those things and decided apple thieving was the worst thing she did. Or that he looked and saw her stalling, like, stealing apples and decided the appropriate punishment was to explode through her body (laughs) and rip her apart. (laughs)
0: I don't know. I guess when you put it that way, it's it's crazy all around, honestly. Uh, That doesn't uh, quite work, though, uh, as the Falling Devil's not dead yet, and she starts slicing up Denji's body, too, even with her body ripped in half, and then we've just got these two devils, or I guess one of them is a devil-human hybrid, just bodies constantly falling apart and regenerating back together, slicing each other up. And Denji, with his neck holding on by like a single cord, sticks his head chainsaw through the falling devil's head. and goes. G-h-h-h-h-h. So he's doing OK. Uh, and the falling devil says, this is the first time I've been on the menu. <laughs> Just like a full snare drum effect on this lame <laughs> joke. This insanity. <laughs> so
1: wild. So wacky. So fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, I wasn't uh, expecting Denji to show up at quite this timing. I know that we, we he was alerted to what was going on. But uh, yeah. And uh, I wonder if uh, he's going to catch on to Asa's involvement in all of this or not. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, my God, that's crazy. Kaiju number eight. Chapter 83. Hey, Kikaru uh, had a conversation with Kafka uh, prior to this big uh, assault by all the kaiju, where she specifically said, hey, uh, don't come help me because, look, uh, I've been getting a lot of help people rescue me, but we need to not do that. I need to actually be able to fight these things on my own. So just believe in me and focus on the enemy in front of you. It's like presented in a very... both, like I, I have my pride way, and also a very, uh, just objective. Like, look, I, if if you're saving me, then we've kind of already lost. I've got to be actually strong enough to fight these things. Yeah. So Kaph is going to fight this thing that's uh, been uh, messing up uh, uh, the uh, less important characters, uh, and uh, so he gets uh, reprimanded, saying, "Hey, you can, you can fall back." And he's like, "No, no, no. It's okay. I won't lose." He's, this guy's mine and he goes full kaiju transformation uh and the shockwave goes out as all of the other kaiju detect kafka has transformed and uh, they're alerted to his presence uh and uh in headquarters everyone's like shit did we give him permission to deploy no uh and ball director guy is like "Hmm. the original plan was to have him preserve his strength until the battle was number nine but now I guess we have no choice but to use him now.
1: Oh, they're all end up dead, like Ikora's mother.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, like, how do I work that
1: into oh, this? <laughs> how do I? Like, every time he's like, I got to get there again. I got to get to that gimmick.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, And Kafka can sense the huge kaiju powers at each location uh, and he can actually pinpoint where they are. Like, okay, that one over there is the one fighting Vice Captain Hoshina. That one's fighting Captain Narumi. And he also senses the one that is fighting Kikoru. And he just gets on uh, a the comm and he says, Hey, Kikoru, I'm not coming. I believe in you. Aww. It's a like, nice moment. Just like, hey, it you know, doesn't need it to have a big speech. It's like, hey, I believe in you. You got this. Yeah. And that's just it. Uh, The kaiju that he's staring down uh, gets a big wacky grin on its face, dashes backwards, and starts running in place. And as it runs in place, uh, he just goes through 55,000 leg days all at once. His calves just get insanely huge. He pumps. And he
1: gets real pumped.
0: It goes into his back as he takes a runner's stance. Uh, and its power increases as it does so, and so was like, "Shit, you've got to run, you got to get out of the way!" And it dashes towards Kafka, huge punch coming in towards him, and Kafka, without moving an inch, lifts up his hand and catches the punch. Uh, and the kaiju is shocked. Kafka says, "I'm going to focus on my enemy and mop the floor with them." And he steps through with a big punch to the chest and knocks it into the bridge above them, knocks some teeth loose. It goes through the bridge and its body distends and breaks apart into bloody chunks. Yes. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) That's
1: pretty metal. (laughs) I like it.
0: Uh, Kaiju number 15, the one who is still taking on Kikaru's appearance, but, you know, with black, but goth, uh, says, (laughs) ha. Kaiji number eight is on another level after all. We're supposed to join forces and eliminate him, so I guess I better finish this fight off so I can and she looks over Kikoru, and Kikoru has regained her senses and is has <gasps> life in her eyes again and it's picking her weapon up.
1: Looks like you can't stop Kikoru, Nick. You can't put a good Kikoru down. She's ready to get back into the fight. I didn't hear no bell. Ding ding.
0: <laughs> it's just <laughs> They just start speaking entirely in rocky quotes at each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we hate lightning and craft thunder. Uh, I was trying to think of a poly quote, but they're all racist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My prediction? Pain. <laughs> oh,
1: I will break you. Uh, if we could change, if I could change, you could change, you you can all can change. we all can change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man that's the way that the entire series ends is kind of giving a big heartfelt speech to 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 kai Jusha
1: <laughs> if most series that have a conflict should end with the rocky four-way of a fight between the two of them and it ends in such a way that he wins over the audience and it's <laughs> like guys what are we doing here like, can you imagine, like, Aaron Yeager just points up against one of the Titans, comes in, and is like, guys,
0: this has been crazy! Yeah, yeah the inverse of that happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was a pretty fucking, just straightforward, awesome chapter of Kaiju number 8. Kafka showed up and kicked ass and said a nice supporting thing to his friend, who's also going to kick ass. Nice. Oh. Good stuff. Uh,
1: What is it? Spy Family.
0: Spy Family. It's Spy Family Mission 78. Quinn, we had a hard time (laughs) time in Spy Family. I'm not ashamed to say it. It was not good. How do we get back on the horse from this? Well, having Anya and Bond in the chapter is probably going to help a little bit. Yeah, but we don't start with them just yet. We start instead with the Handler. And we get to see a little bit of her home life as uh, she wakes up uh, in a pretty messy bedroom with a German Shepherd boy uh, sleeping at the foot of her bed, who kind of has to drag her out and get her yeah, up. Yeah, she
1: she hits her alarm and then goes back to sleep. Goes and dog, back to sleep. The dog has to like start pulling her covers off.
0: Yeah, and she's like, oh, it's cool. "No, it's cold." No, understandable. So she shows up for work at the West Ales embassy in Astania and everyone's greeting her like, oh, you're, you're you were kind of getting close to getting late today, Secretary Sherwood. And, and she says, oh, I left my materials and she's like, oh, and there's Sylvia, there's dried pasta stuck to your clothes and stuff. So she's not looking all that put together as well. Uh so she says that she's going to go up to a different floor in order to look for some files that she's missing but really she's using like the the get smart machine uh entrance to get into the secret base so she you know, hits a special code on the elevator buttons and then announces out loud oh i'm tired and that's the code for her to go down to base I love uh, that there's
1: like there's like a glasses swap like she changes she, glasses her real space. glasses
0: <laughs> Also, her hair is considerably better looking when she doesn't have that yeah, hairstyle. She, it's she, like no, nah, it, it reverts to its natural form. She's she's more put together at that point. Mm-hmm. Still looking pretty tired though, uh, but that might just be because she's all you know, just has the tired eyes. Aren't we know,
1: all, like, Nick? Aren't mm-hmm. we
0: all? Mostly, yeah. But. It's not all an act, uh, because, you know, she starts getting into business and directing people like, you do this, you do that, security over there, uh, scouting over there. And uh, an older uh, member of the team that we have seen before in this location, but I don't know if his name has ever been established, uh, says, "Uh, Handler, listen, you've got all these just half-full coffee cups and half-eaten donuts just lying around the office. Rats could get in here, (laughs) you've got... You've got to stop this. And, and she's like, come on, come on. You're just messing up. You're just worrying about little things. No, don't get another coffee when you have a half full mug already. So, so it's just a problem. She's just not very spick and span. And she ends up going back out into her cover job, complaining about how she's being treated and stuff, goes back home. And uh, she goes to German Shepherd Boy, whose name is Aaron, and uh, says, hey, we're going for a walk. Uh, the, the German Shepherd boy comes running because he's so excited and he slips on some of her very, very plentiful garbage and slides and bonks his head. It's cabinet.
1: sad, but it's a little funny because I do know that energy where dogs just move so fast they will slip on anything. Scotia will frequently, I will let her in from outside and her like wet food is down. So she's so excited. She will fall over herself. Like I have seen that dog cartwheel over just trying to move so fast to get this food i'm like i don't please stop this is adorable but i feel like you are actively gonna hurt yourself with this enthusiasm
0: uh so finally the handler acknowledges, like all right yeah maybe this is kind of my fault for not tidying up i used to keep a neater house but and she looks over her room and her mind goes to a scene where there is an adult man uh, playing with uh, a little girl. Let the implications, uh, you know, be be in your mind what they will be. Uh, so uh, the handlers just thinks to herself, like, "But when you've been alone for so for long enough, stuff like this just doesn't seem to matter anymore." <sighs> OK, you need to stop being so real. And like right now, like, that's that that's not cool.
1: You're like maybe but, some more silly jo- dog jokes, perhaps <laughs> silly dog jokes. Let's go to the dog park. <laughs> yeah, Quinn, did you say silly dog jokes?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the handler goes to the dog park where it just so happens that Lloyd has taken Bond and Anya to an onion and bond are running around chasing each other and stuff. And uh, Sylvia and Lloyd start speaking to each other in code, acting as if they're strangers who just so happen to be, you know, exchanging pleasantries. Uh, and, uh, you know, she kind of says, like, hey, what's your daughter doing here with you? And he's like, look, you know, she really wanted to play. In Losing
1: Nick here for a moment. I'll come back any moment. Any moment.
0: <laughs> Damn, this one's really got him. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Oh. I can. He can start. He, I think he's able to start hearing me now.
0: Okay, there we go. I <laughs> got, I've got video. There we yeah, go. I can. Okay, so I've got video back. Okay, good. Yep, you're good. I now. think that we're fully back. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, Lloyd starts giving some scritches to German Shepherd boy Aaron. It's really just so that he can get some information passed to him via the dog's collar, uh, and they keep on talking to each other in code while they're doing this. Uh, and you know she's like asking for like inf- some updates on their uh, on the investigation and everything, uh, and he's saying like, God oh, we don't really have any you know progress being made with the Desmonds or anything like that. And then he recognizes like, wait a minute, I remember this dog. This is that dog that like was going to try and attack me during the whole bomb case thing, which is where they ended up getting bond from. Uh, and the handler says like, yeah, you know, uh, I took him home and I've been taking care of him. Uh, and so Anya's like, oh, wow, it's one of the bad guy's dogs. Uh, and um, <laughs> German Shepherd boy Aaron and Bond start talking. And Aaron's like, oh, it's been a while, huh? And Bond's like, who are you? And Aaron gets really angry because he's like, why do not you remember me? <laughs> Just, he has feelings. He's got such feelings. Uh, but Anya brings up like, hey, you want to play with that doggy, don't you, Bond? And so... <laughs> The handler's like, okay, we're done here, and tries to leave, but Anya runs after them and starts being a little girl, like, oh, what's your doggie's name? And my favorite moment in this chapter happens where uh, she says, "Why? what's your doggie's name? It's, like, it's Aaron. Cool! Who's he named after? Oh, I looked at a book of names, and that was the first entry. <laughs> and Aaron's like,
1: what? That's what? how I got my name?
0: <laughs> oh! Uh...
1: Why, why wouldn't you come up with at least a story for it? Be like, oh, I named him after Aaron Rodgers or some shit like that. <laughs> no, just, I, it was literally the first name I saw, and I typed in dog names. <laughs> I was like, it was that or Anderson. And guess what? This went out. Abraham. Not,
0: not even, uh, Not even dog names, just a book of names.
1: <laughs> well, fair enough.
0: So Anya challenges them to say, like, hey, let's see who's got the better dog, Bond or Aaron. Uh, And Lloyd tries to, like, beg out of it. But the handler's like, yeah, let's do it. And she says to Twilight and Co., like, yeah, let's find out which of us has done a better job of training our dog. And if you win, I'll make that extra mission I was going to assign you. Go away. So Lloyd's like, yeah, I'll take that. Absolutely. Get that shit out of my hands. Do it. Uh so the first thing that they do is they run an obstacle course, and Aaron is indeed very well trained. He's going, you know, between the pylons, jumping hurdles and going through tubes and stuff. Clears the course in under 40 seconds. Poor Bond. He's not the best exercise boy. Uh, he He's Uh He's trying.
1: He's trying, trying. so hard.
0: Uh, so he bait more than triples uh, Aaron's time. Uh, n- not a good start, and he's left exhausted afterwards too, just to lying flat in his back, covered in leaves. Uh, but it's okay because there's there's more to it this time because this they are uh, now it's a tracking uh, game, and so they say, okay, well we're gonna each hide handkerchief somewhere in the park, and the first dog to bring back the opposing owner's handkerchief wins. So uh, each of the dogs set off. They both go sniffing, sniffing around, and Bond <laughs> just to be he's like, "He's
1: just such oh a little, God. he's such a little man. He's just like, oh, I'll give up. It's
0: hard. I,
1: I, have become
0: very hungry and <laughs> would like something to satiate my belly. <laughs> he goes looking around and he smells, he smells some, some, some pasta. I have detected the scent of delicious pastiosto that I would like to put into my belly, please. <laughs> But remember, the handler had dried pasta on her clothes uh, because she's been being such a pigsty lately. So he he just kind of, while sniffing out this pasta he smells, sees the handkerchief taped to the underside of a bench and is like, wait a minute, and brings it back. And everyone's like, how how did you? do that wow
1: great okay i believe i was promised pasta as a reward like no one promised you were not (laughs) i was not part of this (laughs) Mm, you have made a powerful enemy today
0: (laughs) so the last uh, thing to decide the tiebreaker is a frisbee catch uh, so the handler lays out the rules are the dog who throws a frisbee thrown the farthest wins and if you fail to catch it you lose so, they're like, OK, so uh, it's uh, so it's like, OK, Bond, we'll do it just like we always do. And Vaughn gets ready and then he has a flash of the future. At what a very fortuitous moment he he sees that a gust of wind is going to happen just as both of them throw their frisbees and it's going to blow them right back to the dog owners. So and Anya reads Bond's mind and is like, hey, hey, we got this. Yeah. So both Lloyd and the handler throw the frisbees as hard as they can, and Bond just sits there uh, as Aaron runs off. But then the gust of wind happens, uh, a sudden gust of wind out of nowhere, and Lloyd's like, oh my God, did he smell the changing wind? And Bond's eyes twinkle. He dashes upward, he, he lunges for the frisbee and hits him right in the eyes. <laughs> Bond, no! Uh, poor boy, he falls over. <laughs> Doesn't work. So, uh, the handler's like, okay, I guess that this was a tie. Uh, so they, they, they part on good terms. Uh, and Anya kind of plays with both dogs for a bit. And, uh, the handler says to Lloyd in code, uh, that, you know, we don't know it definitively, definitively, but apparently some of the project Apple research teams may still be operating. So Lloyd's like, are they, are they connected to Desmond's? And she says, I don't know, but we're going to find out. And then she says, uh, that Gene and Aaron are gonna go home, and Anya says, "Wow, it looks like you had fun even at your age, which is such a four-year-old comment to make, just like no filter." <laughs> uh, but after a minute of like, you know, like mm, she she does gonna go to Anya, pats her on the head, and says, "I did have fun today. Uh, thanks. Let's play again sometime." And she's like, and she goes also like, I'm never going to wear this. Yeah, this you'll thing. never see me so, again. And i like, I'll, I'll see you, you know, again. Yes, Don't I you will. worry about it. You're you're, you're, you're my dad. You're my dad's boss. I will see you again. <laughs> um, and uh, they head off, and uh, the handler promises Aaron that she'll actually tidy up the house this uh, for once. So, it's... some cute moments. Some very actually funny moments
1: yeah this is legitimately a funny chapter uh it's good that we get a little bit more focus on sylvia the handler and get to know a little bit more about why she is the way she is uh, on some of her trades getting like a little glimpse of that life is nice and then you know it's just a fun little story of like their dogs in a competition we get some bond humor we haven't gotten a little bit it's good good Mm -hmm. chapter yeah all right. But if we're looking for something that progresses the story, Nick, oh. we need to look no further than the away team mission 3229 whatever it is
0: of world trigger. Yeah, that's that's where we are at Quinn. <laughs> it's uh If way, I, I want a
1: story that's wrapping up that knows it has to keep a pace i want world trigger oh which says yeah we've been in this part of the mission for like three years now
0: what of it bitch <laughs> yeah, I do. uh and we're not going to get a chapter next month too uh mm-hmm. so this is our one only chapter for two months it's okay accept it fine. just
1: enjoy it this is okay. this is our life
0: the Mia's squad is not doing so great in this round of simulation battles. They are uh, one, two, and two. They've managed to squeak out one win against Kitazoe's squad, who have not been doing great, as established previously in this round. And uh, they've lost two and drawn two. Uh, so uh, everyone's like, "Okay, maybe we need to like approach this more cautiously than we did yesterday." Uh, and that comment is specifically directed towards Chika, who is distracted and doesn't respond. She's like, "Yeah, y- yes," and, but Nina tells her like. Hey, speak up if you're having an issue. But Chica claims, like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, and uh, he's like, really? She says, yes. And Yuzuru is just quietly looking up and like, do you do, give her some advice? She's not just fine. Yeah. And uh, as he's saying that, also, uh, so is uh, Kato- uh, Konami. Uh, as uh, she's watching stuff f- from the monitoring room. She's also with Usami and they're like, yeah, everyone's like aiming for her. Uh And uh, she just keeps on getting torn to shreds and is just like, no, just do it. Just figure it out yourself. He's not giving her any guidance or anything. Uh They uh, also talk about, the, some of the other monitors are talking about a, a few things. Uh, but uh, a big thing that uh gets pointed out is that Chica's units have a big weakness. There is a specific negative skill that they have, combat inexperience. So any attack that they use consumes an additional action token over its standard requirements. So her action economy is really, 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 really bad. Uh, so they go over that, and then we get to, to see that in action as the next time team the team that's Nenemiya Squad is going, against is Sua Squad with Osamu. And, uh, so they're like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, enemy' squads use bagworms. So we'll use Oki's units with grasshopper to scope out the enemy area and we'll figure out where they are. They immediately scout things out, figure out, okay, Chica's units are all clumped together in one spot. So, uh, they've probably caught on to the fact that Chica's got a big weakness. Uh, and they're like, oh, okay. And Katori says, yeah, but that's not going to change our strategy, is it? And Osama's like, yeah, yeah. we're going to target Chica first. So, no mercy uh, between uh, squad mates there. <laughs> yeah. um, and we get some background uh, based, uh, from uh, the data swap that they did with Kodera's unit, which is like, okay, you, uh, Chica doesn't have very many action tokens, and she's also got combat and experience, so she just doesn't have as many chances to attack as you might expect. Uh, and Kodori's and like, yeah, she's a freaking underpowered character in this game. Uh, and we get just kind of like a very basic explanation of like, yeah, Chica basically stops at a point at less than half of what Kintori can do with her action stuff. So if they just focus on the defense and the evasion uh, early on each turn, then they get a lot more action tokens later in the turn. And they it's basically like Chica's units are entirely eliminated from the equation. Yeah. Uh, and they can't even refresh the shields that they've been attacking and stuff like that. And eventually they just blast through her defenses. And that's what happens. It goes exactly according to their plan. And Chica is being overwhelmed. Uh, it, it doesn't help that she's got her units gathered together in a cluster. Uh, because, you know, her defenses get shipped down. So she's like, "What? what do I do? uh ibis uses more action tokens than meteor sniping is a bad option with my low accuracy the, if, if they were to come within range of my hound shots i could do something and i was always like stay out of range of her hound shots <laughs> just immediately after that point point. and they're like yeah okay this is yeah we're doing this really easily and they just keep on coming uh they penetrate into uh nina squad's formation uh and uh uh, Ninomiya, we get kind of like an explanation of like how some of their stuff go uh, has been going for them lately uh, and how Chika's units are all stuck in one side of the map uh, and why this is good for Osamu's team. Uh, and uh, there's like, yep, we're doing good. We get some more shots of, of chibi action happening. Uh, and Ninomiya also gets hit with a bunch of lead bullets, uh, which they specifically put on Gatori's unit so that she'll weigh people down and make their their opponent's actions cost way more. And she's just going through slicing up user units and stuff. And, uh, user like, damn it. If we lose, then she is going to be really depressed. And she just thinks, like, there's got to be something I can do. And Useru looks to Nidomiya being like, what the hell are we supposed to do? And, you know, no one's saying anything. And Nidomiya's not saying anything. And that's where we leave off, uh, with people kind of questioning the point of like, hey, is Ninomiya like actually going to be any form of effective leader when he's got all these you know younglings uh, that don't have a lot of experience under him?
1: It's interesting we we don't um, we don't really get much out of Ninomiya. Uh, no. Everything is very clinical. Like a response happens. Like he's like, oh, they gave Katori a lead bullet, you know, and there's like an exclamation point, but his face never changes, so it's very hard to read. If he is, like, someone who is just overwhelmed when he is working with people who aren't already competent. Like, you know, he works very well in his Nuna squad because his two subordinates are, like, highly capable and, like, listen to his orders and skilled already. But when you're in a situation with somebody like Chica, who is, like, a raw talent who needs to be led, he maybe doesn't know. Or is this, like, part of his strategy and, like, it's just tough to, like get a gauge on it like we we haven't yeah. spent a ton of time with them um it's curious we also don't get to hear a lot from asuma's standpoint who i assume would be the other person who if he's like hey needing is fucking up that would make a lot of sense because that is literally his whole gig is like i like yeah. to train young snipers um, so it's curious. We don't see a lot from him. So I wonder if we're being directed to believe Nenemi is doing a bad job. And then at the end of this, he's going to be like, look, I'm going on this away mission anyway. You probably are, too. I needed to kind of put you on the ropes and see how you'd react or stuff like that. Because I kind of <laughs> always got the impression he has some level of affection towards Chica.
0: He doesn't look down on her as much as he does everyone else in that squad, basically. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, I, I do think it it does feel that way of like, OK, we're being set up to think one way so that it can be kind of surprising when something else happens. But I am curious what that other thing is, because uh, like you said, we're not really getting a lot out of the other two people in that squad in terms of what's going on in their heads.
1: Well, Nick, hopefully we'll get to find out when we return to World Trigger sometime in months. June.
0: <sighs> All right, the Akane Banashi. Akane Banashi. Story fifty-six. She's here. <laughs> uh, no exclamation point. I, I, I guess uh, She's we get. Here. Yep. Uh, we get a recap of what's going on with this Rensei Kai. Uh, how everyone's being judged on a fifteen-minute performance. The first person to go up is Tama, uh, who uh, is doing okay. We get some chatter between the journalism team, uh, where the girl says, "Like, oh, that guy was such a rakugoka," and he's like, "What are you talking about?" She says, "Well, I thought that like zenza was like you know when you train and learn how to be a rakugoka, so I figured he wouldn't actually be all that skilled." And the answer she gets in response is, "Well, the Arakawa School does a lot to bring up new talent. so the zenza that they have are." all insanely talented. Uh so that's got to be a different scale that we're judging them on essentially. Uh but and he say, and he also says, look in the past Kaisei was the guy who struck out as the obvious winner and this year she's here referring seemingly to Akane uh, of course. Uh so Akane goes and talks to Tama to kind of like, you know, congratulate him afterwards and he's like ah! so he's he's very nervous. Kaichi comes by Uh, and, uh, makes a dad fun, uh, bring him back to, he's like, he's got some tea. He's like, Oh, I thought you deserved a tea war. It's like, my God, just stop. (laughs) Um, so, uh, he's going around just like, you know, being nice and, and kind of being hospitable to people who are, who are nervous and stuff. Uh, Akane is established to be up eighth in the lineup uh and uh Tom was like hey have you talked with the people before you and she's like well i was hoping to get to know people and he says no 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 like i mean for stories because all the stories that are almost all the stories that are being told here are zenza banashi because this is supposed to be how you're assessed as a zenza and if you don't have a ride repertoire then you might want to check with the other performers about what they're going to do first and there are people who are uh like you know kind of jockeying in terms of like what story to get to tell they're also checking with each other like hey do you mind if I do this do this there, there's cooperation in order to do that so Akane checks the lineup for stories that people have signed up to do and she's like oh wow yeah if I had been the way that I was before my stories that I could do wouldn't be available to me but now because I've learned some more stories then now I I can actually deal with this situation so she's like yeah I, I owe karashi my, my gratitude for this and grad, and meanwhile karashi somewhere else feels a, a horrible shudder is just like that girl is feeling good things towards me no because you know he's uh he's a well adjusted person <laughs> <laughs> so she takes the stage uh, and she's like, yeah, it's like, you know, I've got you know this a deck of cards to work with now, and I just need to make the right play for my hand. And so she tells the story of uh, Hirabayashi. Uh, and uh, this is basically determined as like, oh, she's doing something more comforting and easygoing for people after they've all these different zens uh, have been trying to really stress what their strengths are by doing these big, over-the-top performances. But but she's doing something that's more suited to the situation to kind of bring people down and bring them into her pace. Uh, then... <laughs> Kaichi takes the stage, and uh, the uh, younger journalist is like, that guy's cheating! There's an old man here <laughs> in a contest for rookies! He is a rookie. Oh! fine <laughs> well okay then <laughs> i've got nothing to say
1: to that <laughs> check and mate this time <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it kind of goes to relax backstage uh and, and uh, he's like oh you want to like go listen to kaichi's performance and there's suddenly this roar uh from uh, on stage as kaichi gets this huge reaction from people uh he's they really takes them in and has them roaring with with laughter and applause and was like, oh, holy shit. Well, this guy is the real deal. And he's only been training as uh, a Rakugoka for two months. Who is this guy? And Thomas says to her, yeah, I, I was going to tell you, he's the first person since Kaisei to be accepted as Mastery Show's pupil. So a lot of potential uh... In, uh, in this Kaichi guy. Hmm. Uh, but on top of that... There's something else on the way, and a young journalist girl sees something on her phone and uh, shows it to uh, her senpai uh, because there is one person who's garnered more attention than anyone else at the first day of the Zenza Rensei Kai. So we had established at the very beginning of this chapter that uh, the 18 participants were being divided up between the two days, but 10 were performing this day and eight tomorrow. So when we saw nine participants last time, I was like, "Oh, here's nine of them." There's someone who hasn't shown up yet, Uh-oh. and of course, it's Hikaru. And uh, when she enters, Akane meets eyes with her uh, as she is getting ready to take the stage. Arrival rival reappears. Uh
1: yeah, I thought Akane Minashi had like a really cool chapter going, and then kind of missed me with the end with Hikaru here uh I've been like notable that I was like look this is like a weird rematch in my mind like and you think of wrestling terms when you're like yeah remember when you just fucking squashed them before like you clown shoes them and then like two months later when you didn't get like all their matches have been on dark or whatever and now it's just like I'm here to kick your ass you're like Sure, champ. Are you? Are you (laughs) so it's like, all right, yeah, I get it. She'll probably be very good and whatnot. Professor Petitz is here. Um But this reveal about um Kaichi is huge. Fucking enormous. Not just the fact that he is studying under Mastery Show, but he is old studying under Mastery Show. That was a huge reason why Akane's dad stopped doing Rakugo. This feels like a character that is so intrinsically tied to her story that, like, to drop that information and then pull away and be like, Hikari's here. I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, get out of here. Like, this is straight up just like the Simpsons lamb beam where I just want to push it out of the way. Like, <laughs> I want to talk about this guy. This is way more interesting than just trying to push a Yuri romance on me right now. I don't care about this. I'm sorry. I didn't care when ActAge did it either
0: oh man look at this 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 incredible wrestler from japan has come in and their their character seems like it'd be a perfect match for our main face if you oh and then the at the end of the episode singer is like oh and coming back from dark that person <laughs> that we beat, the, the, oh the, isn't this a way bigger reveal
1: <laughs> the gun club is going to be challenging again you're like i i look i appreciate them
0: uh, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, I didn't have quite the same reaction. Uh, I thought I was definitely very much like, oh, this Kaichi guy is actually kind of got to be a big deal as opposed to just being like a lesser important Rakugoka that Akane is just going to make friends with. And that's just it. Uh, so if he ends up being one of the people who you know advances, that's going to be an interesting thing to, to see. Uh, someone who's got this more direct connection to mastery show. Uh, presented as an obstacle wrapped up in a very nice hospitable cheesy pun spewing dad
1: this energy it's just so interesting as a rival that can only exist in a Rakugo series where you're like Absolutely. oh my god here he comes he's just busy like being like hey what's up sporting and doing fucking dad <laughs> jokes <laughs> putting on his fucking vest and shit <laughs> oh
0: yeah, uh, I guess we'll see what uh, what we what Hikaru has learned and if it's impressive. But really, there hasn't been, I don't think, a lot that's been given to you to be to get you excited uh, beyond just like, well, she's been taking lessons with with Master Urara. I was like, okay, so did Akane. So
1: yeah. Look, I'm sure she will be impressive. I'm, I'm not saying this won't be. I am just saying. There's a reason why I'm not enthused about this character than I am about this other one who, like, the details they provided already have me be like, I'm way more interested about him and and his connection to Akane than anything Hikaru has, uh, which, again, on the surface, I kind of feel like is just there to, to... Play into like a, oh, they're like rivals, but maybe fan artists, you could do something different <laughs> with this. Maybe, maybe you think something differently.
0: Get your head out of the gutter. This is very wholesome. I don't look that nothing, nothing so perverted and gross has ever come out of a Rakugoka series. Ever. It has ever.
1: something. Is this, is there another one I'm forgetting? Yes.
0: Yeah, not one that we've covered in any way. Okay, it's, it's fine. Okay, i am I'm, I'm bitter about it too. So. Okay. All right. I'm well, sorry, Nick. Blah 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 blah. Blue box. Uh, chapter number ninety five. It's back. Oh no. And better than ever. So face facts. Your
1: opinion don't, know don't know matter, Nick. Oh, come on. You gotta know a little bit.
0: Don't nope. Don't know the rest of it. Okay. Uh. Not one, not one of my, uh, my themes that gets regular rotation, I'm afraid. <laughs> so. Uh, hey, uh, so nots Shinatsu's uh, basketball team, won their first run match. So they've advanced and uh, she's able to meet up with Yumika afterwards. Uh, and so they start talking and she says like, hey, what are you doing here? And Yumika says, well, I got a ticket from that guy on the boys' Batman team. So, you know, congrats on winning. I'm sorry about making it sound like you were slacking off before I was, I was being narrow minded. And, uh, says, yeah, and I'm sorry because I didn't say what was on my mind back then. And she starts to tear up and she says, I just wanted to play so much more basketball with you. I didn't want you to quit. I wish you'd talk to me and, anime is like why are you crying and she starts crying <laughs>
1: i wanted to play so basketball with you fucking adorable
0: god i what dorks so they finally you know they apologize to each other and they they make up and like i missed you oh. uh and then <laughs> Uh, Nagisa it comes up and uh, uh, says like why are you guys crying and she's like she started <laughs> it's... and uh, they realize what they're doing and they look at each other wave of memories come from when they had all that fun together playing basketball together and they start laughing uh, and so we get some narration uh, from I believe it's Yumika. I think this is talking. Who is this? Is this love is the most powerful thing? I think he uses Yumika talking about her boyfriend. I want to say. I think so. Um, yeah. But she says like, yeah, he said the love was the most powerful feeling. And it's more than just trying to get better at the thing you love. It's about the strength you gain just by having something you care about. That's the greatest self-affirmation there is. And uh, she turns to Shinatsu and says, let's play basketball together again. Just
1: Aww. gals being pals. I love Mm. it.
0: And uh, she thinks to herself, Dad, my power's back. (gasps) Aww.
1: I didn't quite cry here, but I I came very close. Came very
0: close. So, you know, she regained some faith in that whole love power is power thing from her dad, who, you know, fell out of love with her mom, which is understandable why she felt, why she was affected by that. All right. So the badminton team is. Gonna train on Christmas Eve because Nishi is an asshole who's lonely. So, but hey, I am came the man decided to be to do a nice, a really nice manager thing. And she's like, Hey, Santa I am brought you the gift of cookies. And she's got a little Santa cap on and she's got some bags of cookies for people. They're like, Thank you, thank you for the cookies. Yay. And this is actually, this is actually really sweet. She gives Kyo. Kyo, a bunch of bags of cookies because he talked about his siblings. And she's like, Yeah, I had some leftover cookies and I didn't want to waste them. So here, have some extras for your siblings. And Kyo's like, You didn't have to. And she says, I know I didn't have to. I wanted to. Just say thank you. It's actually really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because Ayami is just like a cool character. So, um, so uh then like uh people are kind of like uh starting to go get ready to go home for the day uh uh hina is looking down at uh taiki and kyo notices this uh and uh they you know, just like you know pass each other ayama meets up with hina and girl whose name i refuse to say even though it's literally right there in the page uh and like i've got I've got you know, the older girls said they got coupons for karaoke. Yay, karaoke night! Hooray. Uh, Taiki uh, has a moment to himself to think, and is like, "Oh, Chinasi's game is probably over by now. I wish I knew how it went. I wish I at least knew the store. And he's just like, "Strength training. I'm alone. You have to be alone too." Uh, this
1: is the person I would be like. I don't want to be around you. I <laughs> I, I I don't know how to phrase this. You just need to be at a different place than we are yeah. <laughs> and at all times.
0: Uh, he also says something truly pathetic because they're like, we aren't going to have KFC. We're going to have steamed chicken. We're not going to have cake. We're going to have protein shakes. And they're like, but it's Christmas Eve. The only lover we need is protein. All right. You need help. You need, <laughs> you need more fulfillment in your life. my dudes. Uh, but Taiki uh, is like kind of like drawn back out of thinking about you. Not by thinking, okay, well, I don't know how things went between them. Uh, I'm curious about how it went. But if I meddle anymore, I'm just going to be annoying. And Christmas Eve only comes once a year. So he's going to just leave it well enough alone, try and enjoy himself. A very healthy decision to make. Good for you, buddy. And uh, we get some, you know, a, few, a little bit of a collage of, you know, just seeing like where people... Are up to, uh, on Christmas. So we've got, you know, Hina and Ayame doing their karaoke, Kyo, Kyo, with his, with his siblings, uh, Haru and, uh, Carol, got Karen, Karen, uh, on a date, and, uh, you make a meeting up with her boyfriend who is upset she's not wearing thigh-highs because he's not letting that go, I guess. Uh, and Taiki is, uh, working out with the badminton team, <laughs> so what a great Christmas celebration this is. Uh, But because Taiki is busy uh, exercising with everyone, uh, he doesn't get a notification on his phone uh, from Chinatsu, who is uh, trying to give him a call, uh, because Yumiko wanted to say, hey, thanks for the ticket, and everything. Uh, So hey, she at least made made sure to pass on that, like, hey, it seems like he kind of went out of his way to do this for us. Uh, But uh, Chinatsu gets called over by Nagisa, like, hey, we're going to go out and eat together. And Chinatsu starts to agree to go, but then she says, Actually I've got something to do, so I'm gonna head home. Ooh. And that's where we leave off. So
1: Yeah, I mean this is a very cute chapter. Um
0: that is the word for it. Yeah.
1: Uh and I'm glad Natsu and uh Yimaka are friends again. So good yeah. stuff.
0: I don't know if we're gonna have the big sports uh, series dramatic thing of like when will Yumika rejoin the yeah, basketball team uh, or anything. See that doesn't to switch matter.
1: schools to do that, which would be wild. Yeah.
0: Uh maybe, maybe it'll happen. It would definitely make it easier to, you know, include her in future stories within the series. But as is, it was just nice to have this moment of reconciliation between two friends who had fallen out of touch with each other. Yeah, it's nice. it's very
1: nice. I, I I really did enjoy it. Mork. Mork, Mork,
0: Mork, 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 Mork,
1: Mork, Mork, uh, boy, Nick, I sure love Morks.
0: Yeah, uh, it's Cypher Academy, chapter 18, a true soldier should know their codes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nick, truth. You know, sometimes the series just says a lot in a single line and you just have to respect it.
0: Yeah, uh. Yep. And that is uh, independent of what just got said there. So, uh, we start off the chapter by actually just kind of like checking in with a bunch of the students in the class who have been eliminated from selection to the, uh, leading, uh, private, uh, selection. Uh, they're just kind of like talking about, Hey, so, uh, anonymity, uh, has kind of like, uh, been cheating on us. Uh, and, uh, so yeah uh yeah we're just kind of like you know talking about that and they're like yeah and we we agree kind of like on uh what we feel about this which is essentially like yeah they probably would have actually beaten us even without cheating so hmm. uh and we also get some information from uh Kagoe, which is that uh anonymity's uh glasses weapon doesn't give her code-solving abilities in any way. It just causes nobody to know who she is. So, seemingly, the black bar over her eyes is her glasses weapon. Uh, It's not an effect. It's, like, an actual, like, thing in the series. So, that's the context we get. We also get to see anonymities, like... uh, your name uh, test that we get we've gotten from all the major character introductions so far, and she answered it by doing like the magazine cutout ransom letter thing, uh, which is a nice touch. Uh-huh. And uh, hey, now it's time for the final round of that leading private selection thing. We had that uh, nice little camping break for everyone, uh, now it's uh, time to have everything come down to this. And as it turns out, Yeruho was right, kind of, about there being a vote. To decide who should be the leader, but the way that their teacher puts it is, everyone gets three votes. And you can't vote for the same person twice. So Euro is like, oh, so that effectively means you're voting for who you don't think should be the leading private. Yeah, got it. Um, so tai- Taiyu thinks herself like, oh, okay, so this is kind of different from what I was expecting. So it does affect how some people are voting on this as well. So, all right, the results are that uh, Rokoku, uh the Yoggles girl who kind of led the camping trip, uh, got f- a full 15 votes. Everyone voted for her, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean that everyone prefers her, but she's not anyone's least favorite choice. Yeah. Uh, Toshusai got 13, which is close, but there were a couple people who don't want her to be the leading private. Anonymity requested got 12 votes, one less than Toshisai, which surprises her because it's like, oh, I thought that you would all hate me for what I did. (laughs) I cheated
1: up and down. I really would have assumed that you all wouldn't have uh, been on board with me.
0: Yeah. Uh, But some of the students think of it as like, look, if everyone only got one vote, no one would have voted for her. But because we are forced to acknowledge that she is skilled that she's you know a lot of people's third least third favorite which is hey you know like one of those things of like hey we should have ranked voting kind of things uh but uh iroha only has five votes all he needed was to be more than five people's third favorite or better and he only got five votes this poor guy uh so what is the effect of this and he does also know right away who actually voted for him uh and it's no surprise it's like all the people that he kind of got closest to during uh what we've seen so far uh in the trials that he's faced and so you know gave him a vote and uh, Obero and Nohime and everyone uh so the number of votes that they get are converted into poker chips for the leaky poker game that they're being for- put against each other in and uh We get kind of a reiteration of the rules, which is like, look, the game is poker, but codes are involved in determining what the cards are. And we get this honestly really cool looking super spread. It's so fucking awesome. Everyone's going so hard. Uh, It's not just that it's like a cool shot, but it's also like the way that everyone is posturing. Uh, So Anonymity is like doing a thing where it looks like she's trying to cheat even though she can already see everyone's hands because that's the point of the game. <laughs> uh, Toshu is leading in, in a way that has to be uncomfortable. Just has to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also a nice touch. But her, ha- her hair
1: has descended. It's, it's like on the playing field. Like she just dropped yeah. that shit on the table. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and it's in a nice touch. We're seeing things from Iroha's perspective, like his view of the table. And so we can see everyone's hands that way, specifically because uh, everyone can see everyone else's hands instead of their own. And on top of that, all the cards are encrypted. So there's you, can, you we get some nice shots of everyone's hands in this. And there's definitely a few different ways you can look at certain things like, oh, maybe just the giant spade on one of them is the ace of spades. For example, uh, one of them, uh, later on, we see one of Iroha's cards that he's holding. We see is, uh, words taken from, uh, like the red Queens run. I think it is from, uh, Lewis Carroll's Alice books, so it's like, oh, maybe that's the Queen of Hearts. So there's certain things that seem like immediately, oh, I get what this could be. Mm -hmm. And then there are some where it's just like, I that's like a radish with a face. What what, (laughs) what is that?
1: That one's a hammer. I don't know what the hammer means.
0: (laughs) Uh, and also it's set up so that yeah, you you see each other's hands instead of your own, and you have to bet based on that. So, hmm, what are you supposed to do? Uh, Kagoe has a conversation with her AI. Oh, yeah. Remember this guy who showed up once <laughs> like a dozen chapters ago? Uh, and he accuses Kagoe of designing the rules of this game specifically for anonymity requested, uh, which surprises me because he's like, I thought that you were kind of like rooting for Iroha to win. And Kaguya says, "Look, I do love Iroha, even if he doesn't end up as the class leading private. When it comes to poker, however, I mean, I, 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 I feel like it's got to be, you know, this. So, uh-huh. uh, anonymity immediately opens up with a three chip ante, and remember, the most that anyone has is fifteen, so that's pretty strong ante. Uh, and so they're like, okay, anonymity." Demonstrate the ability to solve a lot of codes at once. So she probably has already deciphered everyone's hands. So that's
1: and probably cheated and sees her hand somehow, too. Yeah,
0: probably did something. Maybe when she did her hand thing, she did a she held up a mirror or something like that. And is just like I call and raise all in all five votes. <laughs> so either this is going to pay off in a big cool shonen moment, or is immediately going to bust and go out. And if it that does happen, it will be amazing. <laughs> it would be
1: very <laughs> <So>. <laughs> funny if that happens.
0: <laughs> uh so yeah, that's that's where we leaves things going. And Ero's but Ero's like putting on a, a, a brave face, and he just says to anonymity requested, Are you good at keeping up a poker face? Because keeping up a smile is elementary to me, and it's easy for me to stay positive when I need to make a comeback. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a cool little shonen moment for him. And honestly, that yeah, that two page we talked about is it's just so so great and over the top. Yeah. So I like this. Hey, poker, cool.
1: It's it's you could do cool stuff
0: cool. with sh- you could do cool stuff with uh poker and shonen.
1: Very much so. Alright, Nick. <sighs> Only for a little bit longer. We finally finally got the real news.
0: We did. It's uh Geek and Luna. The second-to-last chapter, it is officially going to be ending next week. Uh, Which, when you read this chapter, uh, yeah, it it definitely feels that way anyhow. It's chapter 28. The moon! Uh, We get some casual conversation between Beretta and Enemany just being like, Oh, has it been a month already? Just to let us know there's been a time skip uh, of a little bit. Uh, And Ginka is off fishing by himself to be alone with his thoughts about all the mistakes that he's made and he says what was my even my first mistake and he just keeps on kind of going back and back and back not just through his time with luna but all the way back to when he let his sister down and uh, he says to himself at least luna's still alive now that she's forgotten about me she could live happily ever the dark mage guy who was around for a little bit shows up Uh, and, And says, you're wasting away, Ginka. You didn't even notice me at this short distance. You've grown weak. And Ginka's like, yeah, I am weak. And he thinks back to when he first joined the guild. And it was like, oh, you've got horns. That's so cool. You've got incredible magical talent and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I was happy I could use my abilities. But... Honestly, I knew that my sister must be cursing my name because she'd waited so long for me to come and save her. And then she died. All I would brought her was misfortune. And he's hunted by the visage and his dreams of his dead sister bleeding from everywhere and going, why didn't you rescue me? So he's cool and well adjusted. He's fine. Yeah, he's doing great. He's doing fine. So even though he was, you know, doing good work and helping people and trying to take, you know, happiness and that he was just. He just wanted to be forgiven for failing so badly and dark wizard guy is like, you were strong back then, Ginka. Anyway, I'm fishing with you now. (laughs) So I guess this is his way of being a good friend. Um, And he tells him that like, look, you're different than you were before Ginka. And I want to be stronger than anyone. That'd be enough for me. But you're not the same as that. What's going on with that child? Do you really understand the happiness of others? You don't even understand yourself. So Giga goes off and he goes on this long path to uh, a tomb, a mausoleum that he essentially constructed himself, where uh, he has placed the skull of his sister, all the remains of her uh, in this like floating watery grave thing that floats in the middle of this huge mausoleum. And he thinks to himself as he goes in, like, yeah, maybe this is a little bit overboard. Maybe I should have <laughs>
1: built this big for
0: one person. Um, but then he thinks to himself about that. That makes him remember like, oh, when we were t- kids, we would talk about like, oh, it, it must be nice to be a king because they sleep in giant rooms with nice warm beds. I remember she said that to me once. But well, no, she didn't say that. I said that. And he actually remembers what she actually said, you know, when he was like, oh, it'd be nice if we had a really nice place to sleep. And she kind of bumped him on the head and said, look, those might be good for castles, but I like it here because look, we've got this great view of the moon. Even kings don't get to see this view. And he acknowledges like, "Would she actually like, would she do that? Why would she actually blame me for not rescuing her? That's not really her. That's just all in my own head. That's an illusion that I created. My actual sister, even while we were in a life of poverty, never blamed anyone for it. She never complained. And I forgot about that at some point. Whenever she says I was depressed, she would do stupid stuff and she would make me laugh, including putting flowers in her horns. Isn't that cute? Uh, and she he just thinks to himself she was always so kind. So he takes action in the present, carves a big hole in the ceiling of the mausoleum so that the spirit of his sister has a nice view of the moon. Isn't that nice? Aww. And uh, I guess that happened in the past, or I don't know. He's talking to um, Darkness Wizard Guy in the boat, so I don't know what the timing of all this is and how it relates to each other. Anyway, uh... Dark Wizard guy encourages Luna, like, look, you know, that child's magical energy is what's keeping you alive. So how come even though she's forgotten about you, you're still here? Shouldn't you be doing something else right now? Uh so Kinka thinks to himself, if I want Luna to be happy, what would she have to say about that? And he thinks about her as he actually knew her, and, and in his mind he imagines her saying, Of course I'm afraid to lose my memories. Because I worry that would change who I am. But there's one thing that's different from before. This time, I've got a lot of people who remember what sort of person I used to be. Aww. And uh, so he barges into a room where all of our favorite characters are. All our favorite characters. And says, I've got a request. Uh, So we're going to have a big farewell chapter next time, I'm sure. And uh, that'll be that.
1: Yeah, this is officially done. Next chapter is the last one. We start getting new series very, very soon.
0: I think it's four this of is, them. Uh, one of, this is one of the uh, chapters that I think shows a bit of the promise that Kinga and Luna could have had uh, if it had kind of just like focused on what worked at certain points. Uh, it seemed a little bit aimless at times. Uh, I think we could safely say in reflection.
1: Yeah, Um, I feel like next week will be a spot where we can really sort of dissect what we thought worked with the series and what didn't. Um, So I I will simply say this chapter in a vacuum shows uh, some promise, but uh, ultimately it is a series that has felt like it has been having the Grim Reaper (laughs) specter over top of it for like three months now. So uh, I'm kind of glad to see it's just about to to get out of here
0: yep yep uh, just gonna get past it with
1: all due respect um all right Nick let's talk about Mashal Magic and Muscles chapter uh 150 yeah where is is there not Choa uh, and the Choice of Betrayal oh right there's a cover spread this time uh so yeah we open with the who has watched Indistant Zero basically take out the rest of the Divine Visionaries and he's like whew <laughs> really made the good side, the good decision to switch sides that really worked out. Uh, and he's just like, you know, so he's like, Sorry, everybody, but you know, it just works out like this way, you know. And I'll get to serve as Innocent Zero's loyal butler, complete and, with bushy mustache, yeah. And uh, then we're gonna travel in the summer, and then in the winter, I'll curl up with his dog. And it's just, it's about just picking the right side, you know. And I, I made the right decision so we see innocent zero approaching mash who has like a big barrier protecting him and he's like this is a stalling tactic and a pitiful one and just sort of explodes it and he's he's powering up his big special ultimate attack he's gonna kill mash but he's hit with a gravity attack uh, Ochoa is also hit with it. Uh, and we see he deserves it. Yeah, we see Finn, Lance, and uh, Dot are all still up, and they're like, It's not over yet. And he's like, You students, I spared you, and yet you still stand against me. And Ochoa's like, Why are they still resisting? And he turns, he sees Meliodule, and uh, Ochoa uh, or Meliodule's like, Ochoa's like, Yeah, boss lady, you know, I've already gone in on Innocent Zero, right? <laughs> and she's like, Shut up. oh no he's he he says he
0: says if you don't stop talking people might start to think we're friends
1: (laughs) he says shut up because people might start to think we're friends and really just like look since the moment we met You've always sucked. You've always been the worst. You're trash in human form, or better yet, the trash of the trash. You lie and cling to people. You betray them. You do everything to save your own hide. You're the scum. You'd get off the bottom of the pot of humanity, where boiled down to its worst elements. No one is more completely unlovable. And she was just like, hey, really, really cutting deep there." But she pauses and says, "Yet." And we see like a montage of how Miliadul met Ochoa, like kind of uh, underneath like a collapsed building, and took him in, and you know trained him, and and did all these little things, and then she sees him later on, like she she goes sees him steal a piece of bread, run off, and she follows him and see that he's he's feeding like a, a puppy who was stuck in the same spot he was, and she says, "Yet I know." That for all you are, you are not evil. When you cheat at life, a part of you fails to follow through. And that is why I can never hate you. You are one of the most human souls I know. Your inner ugliness included. Flee. Innocent Zero will kill you when this is all over. You are nothing to him. You are just someone else to kill or enslave. So go, go find some cave to live in. And Achoa's like, Yeah, you're right. I'm probably just going to be killed as an afterthought. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> and really, the duel just thinks he runs off like, You know a person long enough. Flaws be damned. You come to care about them. Yeah. And Achoa's just like, Look, I feel bad for you all, but I got to live. And there's nothing evil about that. Everyone puts their life first. and As this is happening, basically, we see uh, Innocent Zero taking on the last of the the Adler students. And he sees a big laser blast come towards him. He's like, oh, I don't want to die. And boom, big gravity attack knocks it down. And Lance is like, just go and get out of our way. And he's like, hey, why did you protect a traitor like me, though? And Lance says, I just no longer want to live in a way that would disappoint my sister. And it's like a beat. And he's like, because I'm obsessed. And he opens up his jacket. he has like a hundred Can't forget about that.
0: Can't forget about that. Gotta get a
1: little gag in there. So uh, he's like, if I can't do that much, I might as well be dead. And we end with a little bit of a a flashback, Nick, to explain the question we've all been asking. Why does a Choa have like a gator hat on? And it shows that. Meliadul gave him one because he was such a coward, and a scary cat. So if he put on this skater suit, he might have courage. Aww.
0: The most courageous animals known to mankind. Alligators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this was a very nice chapter. It was very neat to see Mashal of all series hitting on the point of like, look, even the worst of people. Don't deserve to just be killed for no reason, uh, you know. it's and I'd like that she pressed the point, of like, look, you're awful, you're so awful, but I know you're not actually evil, and so she has grown fond of him, kind of in spite of all of that, and despite the fact that she fully acknowledges, like, you're a really shitty person, but I care about you, uh, and I love the way that she lays it out. And I also like that we have to wait a little bit before we see any form of like another shoe drop with the Joe. Like uh, if he's actually going to try and help out or anything like that. It's like no, he's just instead of fully throwing in with it as Zero to preserve his own life, is just running away to preserve his own life. Yeah. Uh. But. What else did they happen with that? So I don't f- know. It would
1: be really funny if it didn't. Like he did exactly. the next chapter. He
0: is just like,
1: I right, peace. He just and runs away. Leaves. Yeah. But I imagine it is, it is going to lead into something like a sweet little moment.
0: Uh. So, yeah, it's it's a different kind of thing than I think we're kind of used to with, uh, with Mashal. But it was very, very nice. And mm-hmm. also it did have some silly jokes, too. Absolutely. All right. So uh there's some fighting going on in Lucis Samurai. Mura 1335, uh, because of you know the the, the, the fighting stuff happens and uh the the the, 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 the redhead brother guys are, are are fighting on the front lines and one of them gets their arms just fucking chopped off immediately. Like, wow. I'm glad we got to know this guy too. He's just got his arm chopped off. And uh his uh brother uh, reacts to it and then wouldn't you know it? There's another guy in in a hooved animal mask. This one's a bull and he's charging through and he's super strong with people. And Takaoji's army just completely outclasses Tokiyuki's army. Uh, it looks like uh, the brothers are going to get killed, but the older brother. Manages to protect uh his younger brother even with one arm, and then he grabs him with his again, one arm to heft him up onto his horse and start riding away, and he's fending off attacks from Takaoji's army with one arm. Man, this guy's awesome. I'm so I'm I'm really looking forward to when he just like becomes a cool one-armed fighting guy. You know, that'll be great. Uh so there's some pots by the by the shore. Uh it's a little bit random, but I, it's because they're like, you know, from a previous like, you know, ship, so they're just left there. And uh in a bizarre moment, uh Mira says to his brother, Hachiro, You go right ahead. I'll hide in that pot and rest. <laughs> it's just a little bit weird. <laughs> um So yeah, Hachiro says, like, but you're gonna die, and he says, No, no, no. Our little o- lord has ordered that I live. And we actually see the result of that whole thing where uh Muir had offered up his son to be like Tokyuki's prisoner so they be like oh it'll be a symbol to keep me in line and Tokyuki says look allow your heir to join the Ashikaga instead if we lose here the Muir clan will still survive that way so that's nice mm-hmm. uh, he did a nice thing for him and then he took his hand and he said don't let ideals stop you from saving your life and your clan and uh, Muir is like yeah that his kindness only underscores my own shortcomings. So he tells Hachiro, look, return to the Miura, watch over my child. Uh, And he says, I I want to pursue justice with Hojo-sama, though. And he says, look, you can only pursue individual justice so far if you take responsibility for many people that they will flock to your banner and lend you strength in the service of justice. Go home. Uh, And uh, so Hachiro rides off crime because he knows that his brother is doomed. Uh, but we get this big inspirational thing about how Tokyuki's fighters didn't commit nearly as many suicides as the Ashikaga. Like, all right. Oh, that's good. That's good. They still died, uh, but uh, you know, they, they died fighting instead of committing seppuku and stuff. So even when he is just bleeding out by himself, Mira's just like, I won't I won't commit seppuku. I promise I was ready to die at any moment. And now I close my eyes without losing hope. If I wake up tomorrow, I will live the day to the fullest. But he's probably gonna die. Because he's got a giant, giant arm wound, and he's not received any medical treatment.
1: Nah, dude, you uh, just you spit on it. You know, throw some dirt on yeah, it, and you're good to go. Yeah, you
0: know, just you know, work work out the kick in that shoulder. it will be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we just kind of cut ahead to August 18th to a different battle. Uh, and they're like, you didn't die for nothing. I, I don't want to say like, well, we didn't see him die, but I mean it's the Shonen series, but also it's historical fiction. But I also <laughs> didn't see anything that said that I also didn't see anything that said Mura definitely died that day. So it's like I mean maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I also don't really care one way or the
1: other. <laughs> Nick, what if he shows back up? A big hero moment? Your favorite we character. Mo- we met him
0: two months of publication ago. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Tokuyuki's main force is now squaring off against those generals that fucked up the Miuras and also Nagoe, N- N- the kid general that we knew for three chapters. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we're through their sacrifice. We've learned how strong our opponents are. We're not going to back down. Uh, and uh, so they're like, all right, let's do this. Yurikuri, avenge your brother. That's right. The steerhead guy is also Imagawa's brother. uh who the horse guy the horse guy his brother oh okay this is a bullhead guy
1: this is like a gimmick in their family like everybody wears like a weird little animal head mask and like goes all all wild with it uh that's like a kind of fun gimmick um hmm i'm trying to think as we wait for nick to unroboticize what would be the animal masks you would want to wear in your family, and I love Minotaur, so a bull would be cool. But I, I guess, <laughs> yeah. All right, next back. There we go. Oh no, I spoke too soon. He's not. He came back for a hot moment and then rode off into the sunset again. Of uh,
0: you you seem legible to me now. Okay, so... you're good.
1: It took a second there. Okay,
0: all right. Yeah, uh, I I look forward to eventually meeting the brother who wears the chicken head
1: uh, in this family. Just like Ultimate Chicken Horse.
0: Yeah, or uh, I don't know El Pollo Loco. I think is one of them. So.
1: oh that's good. All right, Nick, you want to wrap this up?
0: Yeah, uh, I guess that we'll we'll do that because there's there's no one piece no week. one piece this week. So yeah, it's Black Clover time.
1: Let's talk about Black Clover. This is page three fifty six neverland so master luscious is like wow you really are strong uh <laughs> but you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna need to do more than that to defeat us and the angels all start gathering their power a bunch of people try to attack them and the angels counter it and they're like oh, but they just use several types of magic at once and they're like yes this rare thing of someone being able to use multiple types of magic uh, I believe it's Morris who's just like, yes, yes, this is beautiful. Uh, and it looks like it's bad. Everyone's despairing. They're like, we can't do anything. We can't save our people here. We're going to die. Uh, but Soul stands up. It's like, nope. Uh, look, there are peasants who have fought just as hard and just as reckless. and They grew strong, so I can't do anything less than they do. Comes at him with a big mud golem and the, the angel fires its laser beam. And to soul's surprise, she blocks it, actually. Uh, She wasn't expecting it to work that well. And they're like, wait, did her magic just get a whole lot stronger? And there's little fairies that are floating around her. They're like, Tee! Tee! Uh, And we cut over to Yuno, who is casting the spell, and Sylvie, who's like, witness the power of our love, together!
0: I I, I haven't consented to this. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Together, you know and I can control the flow of magic and time within this space, strengthening our allies' spells and weakening our enemies. The combination of star and wind magic, never never land. Sure. Uh, which sure. Hey, yeah, sure, absolutely sure. <laughs> uh, but I would like to note the chapter's just called Neverland, so mm, not good synergy there. Never never land is no. different to Neverland.
0: Uh but well, it, well, 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 Quinn, we didn't realize is that we didn't read off Sophie's uh, declaration with the right cadence.
1: Yeah. Witness the power of our love. Something <laughs> to never, never land. <laughs> that would be great if it's like everything you know does is like fairy tale and like Prince Charming inspired. And then there's just one Metallica reference. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like. I will take you down, Master Luscious! Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire <laughs> And then he just shoots him with a gun. Uh, so we cut we cut over to I do not remember this character's name, but he was a rival that Yudo had within the Golden Dawn like fucking
0: three hundred chapters ago. <laughs> Was it Hans? Was that his
1: name? Sure. So, Hans and Franz was like, Ooh, you're very good. You have what it takes a piece of wizard king. Oh, let's go, everybody. It sounds like we can party now.
0: Well, it doesn't matter what his actual name is.
1: So, <laughs> so everybody's like, yes, Klaus, love- <laughs> I was so close. His name is Klaus, and I said Hans. Everybody, let's party! Yeah, everybody uh, is going in. you <laughs> dancing. All... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> give give them what for now. Uh, they're all fighting really super strong now because you know has basically mm-hmm. powered everybody up. Uh, Master Lush just like sneaks in behind him and like goes to try to like blow him up, but uh, you know it's just like, nope. In Neverland, time stands still. Uh, and Master Lush is like. That really feels like a magic created specifically to defy me. It's yep. horrible. I knew it. You are my rival, and Yuno says I already have a rival, and it's not you. And he takes a sword and he slashes them. And that's the end of the chapter. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I. <sighs> it's goddamn incredible.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It. I. Don't know if I really ever clocked that, you know, would have the type of just ability boosting magic <laughs> to just go to just say, oh, no, just keep on fighting. Everyone come crawling faster. Uh, and But yeah, I mean, it's like it's I. Because we know that, you know, not going to win like it's that's just not going narratively, to narratively. It would be very so. funny if Asta shows up and he's yeah. like, I beat him. He's dead. <laughs> yeah we all know for whom the bell tolls in this fight uh but it's it's nice to see you know build being built up this much for the sake of this uh so yeah sure i will buy that his powers combine in such a way that he's able to just make everyone stronger just by being there yeah uh why why not uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. Uh, even being these minor characters that we've never really had a, a need to actually care about them in any way. Okay. It's just seeing them. It was like, Oh wow. I'm kind of cool now. Sure. I'll take that. And, uh, it, it ultimately, it was just a, a neat chapter to build up. What's going to be, you knows defeat and, uh yeah, nothing else matters.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great, great way to end it. Uh, I will say, like, I agree with you where, like, when uh, it revealed, like, oh, you know, cast a spell that powers everyone in the kingdom. I was like, all right, if I squint really, really hard, I can kind of see how, like, fairy wind magic and stars combined together could accomplish this. I'll go along with it. When he's also like, also, I control all time within it. I'm like... I don't understand how that makes sense, but whatever, I guess.
0: That was a bit that was a bit of an extra an extra nudge of like also I'm immune to your time magic. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> I'm like, sure, my dog. At this point, I'm just so used to the like actual power scale of Black Clover just making zero sense that like if I still had a problem with the 350 chapters and I I don't know, eventually Stockholm syndrome just gets the better of you.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I know. I mean, he's going to lose, and uh, then Master Luscious is truly going to be the unforgiven. So, mm. um, oh, wow, you
1: he, he can't stop Nick. You can't. You really nope. can't. If you if you put Nick into a metal contest, he's always going to win. He's always going to find a way to come up over on you.
0: A metal yep. pun contest? Yeah.
1: <laughs> nope. Uh, challenge Nick with the guitar. He'll put anything on the line.
0: I don't know what I'm going to do in response, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right yeah um that's uh, gonna do it for uh weekly manga recap uh this week uh let's name our favorites shall we
1: yeah uh I'm having a little bit of trouble picking my chapter of the week but I think be- i want to give you know my character of the week because I think it a- you know actually was legitimately very cool and I do actually like a- a- the-, the it was annoying how much I was like I already have a rival, God and I'm not it, you. He's it's such cute. a cool fuck.
0: Goddamn life, goddamn. So, cool. line. God <laughs> damn it.
1: so uh, because I'm giving you my character of the week, I wanted to give a Choa my character of the week as well. But I think because I can't do that, I'm going to give Mashal my chapter of the week,
0: and I'll I'll, I'll say that. Understandable. Uh, I'll I'll clock that. Uh, I can't I can't give a Choa my character of the week because I still think he's just so shitty. But. <laughs> In the same vein, I'm going to give Duel my character of the week oh. because honestly, her part of it was really what I found nice. Uh, just, you know, putting, playing home like, look, this is, you're awful, but I feel like I have to save you. Uh, and, uh, in terms of chapter of the week, I am, uh, <laughs> oh boy this is kind of, this is hard because there's just been some nice chapters that just kind of like just stand on their own merits. Uh, I am going to ultimately go with Kaiju number eight, just because it's the most straightforward. Oh, this was nice to just see a cool punch happen, uh, out of everything. Um, uh, there was a lot of good stuff this week though. I have to say there was some you know interesting stuff being set up and stuff like Akane Banashi. It was nice to see things come to, uh, one of, I think, where I think it's going to be a couple of different heads uh, going on in uh, Blue Box, uh, emotionally speaking. And yeah, the Black Clover thing was cool, too. Uh, uh, And also Chainsaw Man, but Kaiju number eight, I think it just stands out for me. And that's the first chapter that I read for this run of stuff, and it's still the one that I like the most.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, That is going to do it for Weekly Manga Recap, I think. Nick, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, Wrap this. Oh well, wow, sorry. The audience, by the way, picked uh, Chainsaw Man as their chapter of the week, and uh, Kafka from Kaiju Number Eight as their character of the week. Sorry. A
0: lot of a lot of uh, like Kaiju and demon love going on today. Hmm. <laughs> all right, guys, that's gonna do it for this week of weekly Monga recap. Thank you all for joining us here on Twitch.tv/RolelessU, where we stream the show uh, Wednesdays at around. Uh, 7 30 eastern time in the p.m uh, you can also check out our past episodes on weekly as well as youtube.com slash if you want that sweet video version but we're also available to, to listen to essentially anywhere the podcasts get uh, shared to itunes and spotify and all that stuff we also want to thank people who support the show, make it what it is by uh, supporting us on uh, patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. We can also see bonus content that we have uh, put up for you guys to enjoy. And we also want to thank everyone in our discord server for uh, building a nice, wonderful community that uh, does cool stuff, discusses chapters as they come out each week. Uh, we also send out an alert there when stuff goes live as well as on social media. Uh, and, uh, Uh, just like cool stuff happens there you can also use that to find the google doc maintained by ninja x3i make a recommendation for a future series for us to cover or ask us a question that'll be answered on a future q a episode look up statistics associated with the history of the show as we have been going on for over 10 years now and there's a lot to keep track of in terms of what we have covered and what's been highlights in our experience of reading stuff Uh, and we also want to thank Milo Jack Stilson and Windsor Cheddar for creating the opening sequence of the show, which you can see in the YouTube versions of it, and also uh, Steve Man. Steve Man Art is where you can find out all find all of his stuff uh, for the occasional tile cars that he makes for the YouTube versions as well. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, ready to
0: ready to reveal what's coming next. I forgot to pick one before the episode started. Oh, so
1: Nick! <laughs> oh, I'm no. not a professional
0: podcaster. I just don't. I'm just bad at this. So, I just...
1: Do I vamp for you to find time, or do you want to? I'm wanna... looking
0: at this. I'm looking at the list literally right now. I'm trying to find something that it, it speaks to me. So,
1: Well, do you want help? Do you want me to help you pick one?
0: Yes, please.
1: Uh... <laughs> Oh god, the first thing that came to mind is that people before the show were like, oh nice quick recommendation. Next time Hajramato no Epo. Uh no, I don't no. Uh, <laughs> nothing like that can happen. You are not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, let me let me pop over where our recommended series. You're gonna be here with us, guys. Um Well what what are you in what are you in the mood for, Nick? Just anything, honestly. All right, why not? Uh, oh, why don't we talk about Fire Punch? People talk about that all the time that we can get to know about. Fire Punch. Ch- yeah, Chainsaw Man's uh, or oh. series before Chainsaw Man.
0: I, I that is been definitely been on the list of things that we wanted to do eventually, so yeah, okay, sure. There you go, fucking do it, sure. Fire, right, Punch. Fire
1: Punch, boom, done. See, done. sometimes that's sometimes... that's
0: the recommendation that I picked. <laughs> Nick
1: was the one who wanted that, actually. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the end of the video. All right, bye. I can't hear anything else. <laughs> <laughs>